Good morning, Open Arms. I'm so very blessed and honored to be with you this morning. My name's Amy Beebe. I am part of the team here at Open Arms. And I just want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day to all our mothers out there today. The Lord has given me a special message for today. So it is called Reignite Your Voice. Now, if you're a guy or a young person out there, please, please stay with us because I believe this message is for you too. It will inspire you, and I just pray that it will bless you this morning. You were created with a voice, created with a purpose, but today I'm talking about your voice. So I'm sure you've heard you've been created with a purpose, you've been created with a plan, you've been created in God's image. Now, I am going to speak to the women a few minutes here. Have you thought of that specifically for you as a woman? You know, sometimes our God is called our Heavenly Father, and He is. He is such a good, good Father. And we know that Jesus came down on earth as a man. But God is neither male or female. Now stick with me here. I'm not going off into anything strange or whatever. But I'm just going to read to you a couple scriptures. Galatians 3.28. It says, There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, and neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Numbers 23.19 says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. I guess maybe that's one attribute we didn't get from God, ladies. Am I right? <laughs> but listen, the things that make us uniquely a woman is created and designed by God. It's just as much a part of God as the things that make a man uniquely a man. As women... We are image bearers of the one true God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. I just thank you, Father God, that it is a wonderful place that we can go to, to see who you are and see who we are. I pray that our eyes would be open today, our ears would be open to hear the word of the Lord, and I pray, Father, that we would just come away from this with a fresh vision and, and reignited, and I thank you, Father God, for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I just have to say that again. As women, we are image bearers of the one true God. Our intuition our nurturing, our sensitivity. He created women with a purpose. You know, if you look at creation, you can just see how much God loves beautiful things and the details and all the fine intricacies of nature. Man just couldn't hold all of God's attributes. And you were not a mistake or an afterthought. You know, God created man, and he, what he said was basically... That's not enough. We need women. And then he said it was good. I think it helps to know that our God, our creator, isn't just a man. He's our God, and he places the same value on each one of us. He understands each one of us in the uniqueness that only he could create. I remember as a young person talking to God, 
You know, like every teenager's mantra is, you don't get me, you don't understand me, right? (laughs) But I remember as a young person being able to talk to God, and when I felt like nobody understood me, I knew that he did. I knew that he understood all my quirkiness and my weirdness, and I knew that I could go to him. And really, as adults, you know, we think we've, we've grown up and we don't have the same issues, but we all desire to be heard and to be understood. Well, our God is that for us. Our God knows us like nobody else can or will or ever, or ever would. Women, I want to encourage you to use your voice. And like I said at the beginning, this is for you men too. But because it's Mother's Day, we're going to highlight some women in the Bible. And, you know, I think God was always trying to show us how important and valuable women are. I'm going to highlight a few women, and one of them, her name is Deborah. I don't know if you've ever heard of Deborah before. She's pretty amazing. So this is a time in Israel she was alive during the time of Judges. And after Moses came out of Israel, he set up a system of Judges to rule the land. This was before kings and things like that. And um, she was the only female judge named during this time. She aggressively insisted that Israel go back to worshiping the one true God. She even went after people who were evil and who were trying to deceive the Israelites and to other kinds of idol worship or tried to convince them to be under slavery in the Canaanites. Let's read in Judges 4, 4 through 9. And there's a lot of names in here, so bear with me. I'm going to do my best. Now, Deborah is a prophet. Uh, just as Judges 4, 4, Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali, and she said to him, The Lord God of Israel commands you, Go, take with you 10,000 men to Naphtali and Zebulun, lead them up to Mount Tabor, and I will lead Sisera, a Canaanite, the commander of Jabin's army with his chariots and troops to the Kishon River, and I will give him into your hands. But then Barak says to her, "Um, if you go with me, I'll go, but if you don't go with me, I'm not going. And she says, certainly, I'll go with you. Okay, guys, get my, uh, get my you know, armor out of the back. Hey, you, will you sharpen up my sword? Here we go. And then she says to him, but because of this course that you're taking, the honor is not going to be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. Wow. Isn't that amazing? She's like, this guy's like, I'm not going to go unless you go with me. Okay, must have been some kind of woman. The next woman I want to talk about is Ruth, the Moabite. Ruth gets her own book in the Bible, and she is a very special, unique person. She faced great tribulation, and she was 
really left a lot vulnerable after her husband died. She was not an Israelite. She married one. And after her husband died, she boldly followed her mother-in-law, Naomi, back to Israel. Not even her homeland, but she chose that path for her life. She chose to be devoted to the Lord. And there she met Boaz, and she would become, her and Boaz would become the great-great-parents, great-grandparents of King David. And eventually, that is the lineage of Jesus. The most popular Bible verse from the book of Ruth says, But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. That's Ruth 1.16. I just think that is so beautiful and a true servant's heart that Ruth had to stay with her mother-in-law, devote herself to the Lord. She, she knew, she saw something good there. And she, I believe she saw her calling and she knew what she was supposed to do. The next woman we're going to talk about is Hannah. Hannah was a barren woman who cried out to the Lord for a son. And she promised to the Lord to dedicate her son to the Lord. She was the mother of Samuel. And Samuel was the prophet who found King David. These women have such important roles in history. And I believe it's because Hannah, she knew that she had to, she believed God for this child. She knew that that was her calling and her gift. And in the quiet and in the secret place, she prayed and asked God for this child. If we stay confident in who we are, then there's nothing that can stand in our way. And there's all sorts of strength. You have Deborah who's willing to go fight in a battle. And you have Hannah who's willing to fight for what she believes is truly hers. To give birth to a son that's going to be devoted to the Lord. Of course we have Mary, the mother of Jesus. Who sacrificed all of her plans and all of her hopes and dreams that she thought for her life. And submitted her life to God so that she could give birth to our Savior, Jesus Christ. My favorite scripture from her is when Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That's Luke 1, 38. Then we have Mary Magdalene, and she's often misunderstood. But basically, Jesus healed her. She had an encounter with him, and it completely changed her life. She was a faithful servant to the disciples and traveled with them everywhere. But what's really neat about Mary Magdalene and in this whole story is that who is it that gets to go to the tomb and see the angel of the Lord and hear that Jesus has rose from the dead first? It's two women, and Mary Magdalene's one of them. Matthew 28, 1 says, after the Sabbath at dawn, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And I've actually heard that they say, you know, doubters and skeptics of the story say they would have never said that it was women who saw that first, if they were really trying to prove something. Because unfortunately, women's voices did not carry as much weight. 
but it is true. And their testimony, their testimony is really what was the great resource for the gospel writers of church history. I mean, just so amazing that God chose to women to spread that news first. And when we think of times past, we do know that women have been oppressed, have not had a voice. Unfortunately, our past is filled with a lot of those stories. But the uniqueness of human nature is, or the ugliness of human nature, I'm sorry, would say, is basically self-centered and domineering. And even as women, we can fall into that trap. It's not necessarily a man attribute. It's a human nature thing that, one, that obviously we need God, we need his wisdom and his nature to change us from that. But God created women with a voice. And, you know, a few weeks ago we had a children's service and Pastor PJ said, you know, there is no junior Holy Spirit. That's for the kids. It's the same Holy Spirit. I've seen kids lay hands on the sick and they get healed. I know a little girl who loved to pray for people to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Every single time she prayed for someone, they walked away praying in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, just like there's no junior Holy Spirit, there's no Holy Spirit for the man and Holy Spirit for the woman. It's one spirit, and we are all saved. We are all cleansed with the blood of Jesus, and we are all seated at the right hand in Christ Jesus of the Father. You, the point of my message today, really, is to help you see wife, mother, sister, friend, that you are valuable and created with a voice to be heard. Now, my next section is motherhood. And I do want to talk to our moms for just a minute. The walk of motherhood is tough. You know, from the moment we find out we're going to bring new life into this world, or maybe the moment we find out we can't bring new life into this world, or maybe the moment that we can't, we know we're not going to see the life that we carry fulfill its days out on the earth. It's tough. I've had a few friends who've gotten bad reports while they were pregnant and they told her, you know, you, you, know, you should have an abortion because this baby is not going to live. Of all of my friends that have gotten those reports, there is one, the other, most, they all gave birth to their babies and they're alive today, but except one. One of my dearest friends, she had to say goodbye to her baby just hours after he was born. But I told her, I said, you are a great mom. You gave your baby the best chance at life. And now she is a mom to many women, young women, older women. She is a mom to those ladies that she never gave birth to. In the secret place, in the quietness or the not-so-quietness of the night, God's calling is still there. Each of us women have been instilled with the gift and the ability to be a mom. But women, I implore you today to see yourself how God sees you. And trust me, I know how hard that is sometimes. I remember the days when, of weeks with no makeup, 
no time for a shower. <laughs> my son, he went through this stage where he was just having reflux issues. I was getting baby throw up on me all day long. And then my two and a half year old got sick too. And between like probably five baths between them all day long, at the end of the night, I finally got them in bed and I realized I looked in the mirror and I'd kind of forgotten about myself. And I am like got a shirt with gross dried on everything. And I thought, you know, I'm just trying to survive at that moment. And maybe there are some of you out there that are going through that. And when you look in the mirror, you see, who am I even? What am I doing? But I want you to know that God doesn't see what you see in the mirror. God sees you as the anointed, as the gifted woman that he created you to be. So sometimes we have to shake off what we see and we have to see what God sees on the inside. You know, being a stay-at-home mom is absolutely the toughest job in the world. Um, and I had lots of jobs, and that is by far the toughest job, <laughs> I will tell you. But um, I have on my Facebook profile, because I was a stay-at-home mom when I started that, um, and I had said something like, I'm the cook, the janitor, costume, set design at my house. That's my job, right? Um, but my description was, I'm the rudder that guides these little ones in discovering this beautiful gift that they have been given, life. James 3.4 says, Look at the ships, although they're so large and driven by fierce winds, they're turned by a very small rudder, as the pilot desires. My next section here, in, in the part of motherhood, is that Motherhood is in the still, small voice. Like Elijah find out, God is in the still, small voice. You may hear loud, audible voice from God. I know that some people have. Or you might see great visions. But really, most people hear the voice of God and are led by that still, small, quiet, gentle nudging of the Holy Spirit. One time when my son was around five, I think, he was in trouble and I was giving him a lecture. And then all of a sudden I see this glazed look on his eyes. I was probably talking too much. And he says, Mom, sometimes I forget everything you're telling me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I said, well, you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you remember what you're supposed to do. And that might seem like a big thing to ask a five-year-old, but then he looked at me and he said, Mom, how do you hear the voice of God? And I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit gave me a really cool analogy, and I had never heard this before. But he said, I, so I said to him, I said, you know, when you choose to obey your mom and dad, you are listening to that voice on the inside that is making the right decision. Right now, your mom and dad are doing the best they can for you. And when you listen and obey, it's just as if you're listening to God. And that will teach you how to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'd never heard that before, but the Holy Spirit gave that to me. You know, in our parenting, we're not meant to do it on our own. We need to lean on and trust in the Holy Spirit and listen to that still, small voice. You know, as... I just want to encourage you as mothers, you know, we speak over our children all the time. 
So what are we speaking over our children? How are we speaking over our children? And can they hear our still small voice? As teenagers, we have a lot of different issues to talk about and discuss. I have two teenagers myself, and uh, now, yeah. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was in a very heated argument with her 15-year-old daughter, and things were not going well. And she just in the middle of it, she said, Amy, I stopped, and I just asked the Holy Spirit, please help me here. And she said instantly, the atmosphere changed, and he gave me the words to say. And it was so amazing. It was just what she needed to hear. It was what I needed to hear. And at the end of it, there was hugs and crying, and God intervened. Well, we need God to intervene in our lives, to intervene in every area of, of our life. I want to encourage you today, mothers, to listen to that still, small voice on the inside of you so that God can use your voice to your children and your family. You know, there is a lot of different moms out there. You know, maybe you're a Deborah, and you're fighting battles with the swords. Or maybe you're a Hannah, and you're a quiet intercessor. But each one of those women need strength. And that strength, you know, um, one of the scriptures that Hannah said, I think I forgot to say it, is here. She said, it's not by physical strength that one prevails, but it's those, those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. But Hannah realized it wasn't her physical strength that would make her victorious in life. It was her quiet inner strength and her faith in God. That was her, where her true strength came from. The Bible also talks about older women encouraging younger ones. And maybe you've never had children. Or maybe you've raised their kids and they're, and they're not around anymore. I just want to encourage you that we need you. And the church needs your voice. We need your wisdom. You know, there might be some moms in here that don't have their mom around anymore. And as the body of Christ, we should be there for one another. And I just want to encourage each one of you, find your voice and use it. And ask God, you know, God, where could you use me to be a voice in this world, in our church, in my community? I'm going to pray for all mothers here today. Maybe you felt like you don't have a voice. Maybe you felt like your voice has been pushed aside or not listened to. Maybe you once had a voice, but you've decided not to use it. Well, we're talking about this Reignite series this year because God is ready to stir us up and move us into a new phase of our life. And I pray for you, I'm going to pray for you today that you'll find your voice and that you will listen to that still small voice so that God can use you to be that still small voice for someone else. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for everyone watching today. I hope they've been encouraged that they have a voice. 
I hope they've been encouraged that you've created each one of us with a purpose. And our everything that makes us uniquely who we are, you created. And Lord, I pray today for comfort. Comfort for those who do not maybe have their moms with them anymore. Or maybe they can't be a mom. But you're going to show them, Father God. You're going to comfort them. But I pray that you also give them vision. Father God, for where you can use them and where their gifts can be used the best way possible. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for that still, small voice that leads us and guides us into all truth. And I just pray for each one of you today. I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. And there's just one more thing I have to say. If you did not know that you are created by the one true God. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for all of our mistakes, for all of our sin. The Bible says that sin separated us from God. But his son sacrificed his life for us. And if all we have to do is accept that sacrifice, and we are a child of God, we are welcomed into the family of the Lord, and we can know that we will spend forever in heaven with him. So today, if you'd like to make that decision, I want to pray for you. If that's you, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I have messed up and I have sinned. And I ask you to forgive me now. I accept the sacrifice that Jesus made for me on the cross. And I believe that he rose again on the third day. And I believe that you have cleansed me and made me whole again today. I submit my life to Christ. I want to follow him. I want to live for you, Lord, all the days of my life. Like Ruth said, I am going to follow you, and I am going to be your child. I thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Lord, for new life. Thank you, Lord, for new beginnings and a fresh start in Jesus' name, amen.